Successful people don't just have things happen to them, they happen to things. They take control. They find what it is that they've got to do in order to accomplish what they want, and then they hone in on those habits and those behaviors with laser focus to figure out what do they have to do every day, every hour, every second, in order to build that massive wall that they're trying to build. So the big question is this, how do veterinarians like you, who live demanding lives, who never seem to have enough time, able to achieve balance and take control of your finances with confidence? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are Florida Veterinary Advisors, and this is the Smarter Vet Podcast. All right, so CJ, question I have for you today is, how do I take control over my life? So we talked in our last podcast about clarity, right? Gaining clarity about what we want. The second C is how do you take control? And there's a book out there called The Four Disciplines of Execution. And the second discipline that's noted in that book is defining your lead and lag measures. So what are those? Well, a lag measure is the result of something that you have control over. I have have control over it? Yeah. So like a lead measure is something you have control. A lead measure is something that's predictable, it's controllable, it's repeatable. Like you know what you can do. If you do this thing, it will thus then create the lag measure. And then every single accomplishment has multiple lead measures and multiple lag measures, behaviors that I need on a daily basis to be able to take control over those things that thus will then have the product of allowing me to retire when I want. So if if I were to want to retire, like when you say control, like what's one thing that I could control right now? Um, One thing that you can control, especially to in order to plan for retirement would probably be to track spending. Like to know like, what do I spend my money on? To know where my cash flow is going. If I can track my spending, that's kind of like a, a, a preamble yeah, to understanding true. how I'm gonna save money. So if I'm, and tracking, so like you, can't, you can't manage what you can't measure. Yeah, that's true. So if you can measure it, then now all of a sudden it gives you the, the power to be able to manage it. And now all of a sudden you know what's possible in, when it come, in regards to how much money you can save every month. Right. Well, it, it also makes me think a little bit from the control aspect of the, there's one part of our lives too that we control is a lot of how we perceive things and how we approach things. So um, there are a lot of components in our lives that we cannot be able to have any major control over, be able to have any force or direction on it. And we just have to focus in the moment of what we're doing. So if we were to think about a moment, something that you actually worked tirelessly towards, and I don't know if you have any thoughts on your mind here, CJ, but it's something you worked very tirelessly for and you created this this habit or this behavior and it gave you a sense of accomplishment. Like, is there anything you can think of in your life that you've worked really hard towards? Yeah, um, so in, in my first career was as a violin player. And I remember, um, a friend of mine approached me. He said, "Hey, I'm starting a band. I need a violin player." Uh, he actually said, "Fiddle," which, um, which is basically the same thing as a violin. Difference is a fiddle dances and a violin sings. Uh, so it's not the instrument that's different; it's how you play it. And um, and I remember him telling me that all I really needed to do was practice 20 minutes a day of actual focused practice. 
20 minutes a day. I didn't need to do three hours a day or 10 hours a day like a lot of people would when it comes to like practicing music. Because like sometimes people practice music or they think they are, but they're really just playing an instrument. Like you can, if you're playing the piano 10 hours a day, that doesn't tell me that you're practicing. There's a very, dis- he, he was very clear and very adamant about how those two things are separate. So if I really dedicated 20 minutes to practicing intentional focused practice every day, I was going to get good. And within about nine months, I was playing professionally. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it makes, it, well, it kind of makes me think a little on my side of like, I wanted to, have uh, I've had a very big sense of accomplishment from reading and it's just even one thing that I had a lot of control over was spending each and every morning like every day I wake up and I read for at least 20 to 30 minutes sometimes an hour and I think CJ does at the same time uh, but it's like it's giving me that sense of accomplishment and it's something that I've created that habit over the last three years or so to generate that so you know, well, I think so. It comes down to motivation, though, right? Like it does. So creating a habit, doing that every day, like so. What, like, you know, I guess the real question is, what motivates you to read? Wanting to get ahead and really being able to. Of course, you can't get me wrong here. There, there are certain experiences in life, things that you will go through that will help you just be able to get a better intuition and be able to go throughout life. However, I, I took reading as a way to learn things that other people had already experienced and then figure out how to implement that in my life. And I was very motivated to take lifetimes of information and absorb it in a very quick amount of time. So it was really learning learning, learning to accomplish what you wanted to quicker. Yeah, That was absolutely. your motivation, right? So if you already have habits and you know, you know what habits you have, you know what behaviors you have, are they the ones that are gonna get you what you want? What habits do you have that happen by accident? Do you have any habits that you want to create? So like Charles Duhigg has a book about habits. I forget the exact title of it, but he he talks, he reduces a habit down to three different segments. For every habit, there is a trigger, an action, and a reward. And so most people, when they, when they think about their habits and they're trying to create habits, establish establish a behavior of some kind there's an action right that middle part that action is what what they really want but they don't know how to create the trigger and they also don't know what they can reward themselves with like so for a while there I know that I I needed to work out and that was kind of like the action that I needed to create but I didn't know what was gonna like I had to I had to figure out like what can trigger the action to where I'm thinking about it and make it make sure it's on top of my mind and that I don't go the entire day always worrying about something else and it never actually occurs to me that I gotta that I gotta work out and then I had to think about like what is that reward that I'm gonna have and one of the rewards that I figured out that I I, I love Greek yogurt interesting real high in fat real high in protein I don't like the stuff that has a lot of sugar in it mm. but like I really love that Greek yogurt that had a lot of fat so in order to motivate myself to work out I figured my reward would be okay. I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna not allow myself to have Greek yogurt until after a workout. Since Sounds painful. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, it kind of was. Yeah. So, I mean, but those things are painful. Like habits are painful to create and to and to to get rid of. Right. But then I also had to think about like what is my trigger. So like what is that one thing? And I just I thought you know what when I wake up in the morning that's the first thing I gotta do. I gotta right. just the first thing that should always and my alarm on my phone says workout like the one that wakes me up says workout. 
So I don't even, like, I don't, like, I figured the trigger, I had the action, now I have my reward, and then it created a habit. Absolutely. Well, now, I, when, it, when it comes to finances, right, what is that action that you're after? Just brainstorming here. What's an action? Most most people want to save money. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, the what is it, the, the national savings average is around 4 or 5%. It's so, it's so low, but it's an action people want to take, but... What what triggers them to do that? Well, what triggers them, but then what, also what reward is it? Like 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 spending less money is actually the opposite of reward of reward, right? I sure I can't, love spending money. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't love spending? Like I'm yeah. I'm a professional at spending money. Me too. My wife would tell you. <laughs> yeah, you 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 are too. Um, I've watched you. I've I've been around. I've we've gone to the Mac store before, and and you've got you've got issues. Um, <laughs> 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 um, but like, what's that action? So if you want to save money. What's the reward that you're gonna do, right? What's that? What's something that's gonna motivate you to save money? And it, and it has to be something, something good, something big, and it, it's something maybe you know in our lives as well. When it comes to rewarding, I feel that there's a lot of components that we can just. When you have the resources, it's very easy to just go out there and get it. Especially when you're making money and you're doing things like you can just go out there and you know. For instance, I I wanted to buy uh, buy some new security cameras for my home, and instead of me just buying them right away, I actually created that as a reward to one of the actions that I wanted to create. So, uh, and a lot of these things too, they they are not going to be like instantaneous. It won't just happen overnight. Like there are lots of studies that you'll see out there. They say. 21 days you do it over and over and over and then eventually the thing will stick now it's a habit of yours uh, but depending on the complexity of it and if it's like a way of life that you're now trying to live like especially going back you know working out that's something that it's not easy to just implement or when it comes to dieting or uh, when it comes to saving money it's these things are all it, it just hit me um, I don't think any of our clients have the habit of saving yet they still save money. It, like, so like a trigger, an action, a reward, they actually don't, they, they've automated their savings. Their savings happens by accident. Right? Like, it, like that just, I just... Problem solved. Thinking about that, like if there are things, that habits that you need to create, like is there a way to automate them so that you don't even have to have the habit, that things just happen automatically? Right. Well, there, there are a lot of things that you could end up automating. I mean, even like the habit... The trigger as you're talking about so it's like it's very easy if you want to create habits if you don't have something that's constantly reminding you to do it like even on your phone why it's so addicting these days is that the apps are blatantly right there in front of you and it's like your your finger can easily start gravitating towards it so if you made it even more complicated even um, on my phone personally uh, i've created multiple folders that it doesn't make it so easy to get the things so i might have to search for them or it causes me to take additional steps so it's like it almost forces me to do things a little different so creating a trigger and if it's something you want to implement um, you know brainstorm a little bit on that so when, when it comes to your overall finances though there are some habits that we can actually give you today that you can start implementing in your life so some of these are are common sense the bigger problem of all of it it's it's not common practice not many people actively practice them. They don't actively have a, a time period where they're doing them. And the first one is tracking spending. So do you track your spending right now? I know I do. I don't think CJ does because nope. he, just, he just saves money. I automated it. my savings and now I don't have to think about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, so depending on how you do it. And the idea of tracking your spending, so it's, it's, it's like, well, yeah, duh, I should probably do that. But if you don't track it, 
how do you know where your money's going? And if you want to make it a possibility, if you have debt that you want to pay off or you're looking to save money or you want to go on trips, if you don't know what's there, then how do you know what's possible? It's very, very tough to be able to do that. Uh, and another thing is, so like with, with tracking spending, just to add a little bit onto that, you can track your spending from everything from using automated platforms to manually tracking. Uh, we always find that manually tracking your spending is one of the best ways of doing it because you are actively involved on a very regular basis, like every couple of days. Like track, 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 track. Like that's probably one financial habit everyone should do. Is there is there like a tracker? Yeah, there that is. People could use. Well. You know, on, on our website, if you're interested, you want a, a manual tracker because sometimes it is hard to find good resources. Uh, go to our website and you'll be able to find underneath my learning resources. There's a way to, you can download an Excel spreadsheet tracker and we have a tutorial to help you be able to do it, which is even better of it all because it's like it kind of takes out of that, that, that confusion of what do I do next. So first, first habit is tracking spend. The second one is saving money. So like if you don't have a way of saving money, so like with CJ, what you were saying a minute ago, well, we should, you automate it. What, what should be my goal when it comes to saving money? Should I have any goal in mind? Well, a goal, a goal from, from a savings perspective would probably be a certain percentage of your income. So like the, if the national average is 4%, like how much are you saving? Are you saving nothing? Are you saving 5%? Is 3% going into your 401k? Like how much are you saving? Second habit of saving money. So the first one, tracking your spending. The second one is saving money. Uh, and the third one is having constant learning. Like what are you doing to actively learn about financial stuff? Like how are you engaging yourself? Are you getting every single week or every day, do you have like some time dedicated, read some articles, read a book, go on YouTube? Uh, I always suggest if you haven't started, well, you gotta start somewhere. Block out maybe a couple minutes on your calendar every week to just learn something about financial. Otherwise, life might continue to keep happening to you, and then as you go to make these decisions, it's gonna be very, very tough to make them on the spot or make them pretty quick because you might feel like you don't know enough. Uh, and then the last one that I would say, the fourth habit to take away is monthly plan reviews or just reviewing your overall plan. So, CJ, could you elaborate a little bit on that? Well, I think we, we talked last, in the last podcast about how you know the action step was basically schedule time to reflect. And if you schedule time to reflect once per year, you might find that that's not enough. Maybe once per quarter is even even not enough. Maybe once per month is right about your sweet, your sweet spot. I mean, the Four Disciplines of Execution says that accountability should actually be, be held once a week. Like there should be a weekly check-in to kind of check where you are, where you're at in regards to accomplishing what you want and really focus and make it a priority to to reflect and to be able to test yourself and see where you're at from beginning to end. Right, well, and that goes to the clarity component from the last one that if we're not checking in on where, we're, where we've been, it's very hard to know like how do we adjust and make sure the things that we can control, how do we keep focusing on them to keep the momentum moving forward. So four steps that you can take from our, our, our conversation here today. So today's call to action is when, when you're looking at your goals, so like if you just pick one, just, just pick one goal that you want to accomplish, uh, what is that one goal? Like identify it right now, what is it? And what habit do you need to accomplish that goal? So if it's something like working out or if it's saving money or eating better or whatever it is, like what habit are you implementing into that? I'd say take a moment to think about that and make sure that your habits are aligned with what you want to do.
Don't forget to visit our website and sign up for our newsletter. By subscribing, you will be the first to know about upcoming race-approved CE webinars, podcast releases, short presentations, and articles that we publish. Make sure to like us on Facebook, follow us on LinkedIn, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. CJ Burnett and Tom C. CJ Burnett and Tom Seco are registered representatives and financial advisors of Park Avenue Securities LLC and financial representatives of the Guardian Life Insurance Company of America, New York, New York. CJ Burnett's and Tom Seco's California licenses are 0K79676 and 0K80141, respectively. Security products and advisory services are offered through Park Avenue Securities LLC, a registered broker-dealer, investment advisor, member of FINRA and the SIPC, and a wholly owned subsidiary of Guardian. Florida Venture Advisors is not an affiliate or subsidiary of Park Avenue Securities or Guardian. This podcast is for information purpose only. Guest speakers and their firms are not affiliated with or endorsed by Park Avenue Securities, Guardian, or Florida Veterinary Advisors, and opinions stated are their own. This material is intended for general use. By providing the content, Park Avenue Securities LLC and your financial representative are not undertaking to provide investment advice or make a recommendation for a specific individual or situation or to otherwise act in a fiduciary capacity. All investments contain risk and may lose value. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. The individuals associated with Florida Veterinary Advisors do not maintain specialized licenses or qualifications for the financial services provided to veterinary professionals. Florida Veterinary Advisors is not registered in any state or with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission as a registered investment advisor. 2022-136406 expires March 2024.